AJ? Yeah? Did you want to do this podcast to rewatch Power Rangers to see all the hot dudes you had crushes on when you were a kid? No. Not. Hello, I am Ashley, Keeper of Exasperation. And I am Jay, Keeper of the Thirst. And this is Ranger Splain, where Jay takes me through a journey of watching all of Power Rangers. All of Power Rangers. Yeah. So we have a couple of things to go over before we actually get into the episode. Um, so we actually recorded the first episode before we had podcast art. And so now we actually have podcast art, courtesy of Joe Hunter, who is awesome. And he's I believe he's at Joe underscore Hunter on Twitter. Um, so whenever you see our pretty faces done up like, uh, you said yours is Bridge, right? Bridge. Yeah. Jay is Bridge and me is Kendall and Coda, our podcast mascot as Coda. You, you can thank Joe for that. Um, actually, speaking of Coda, we just wanted to let you guys know if you ever are listening to the podcast and you hear a bunch of like jingles in the background, that is just our cat. Nothing is wrong with your audio. It is just Coda. He is a scamp he's a scamp <laughs> to put it lightly and then um finally uh joe is a little bit stuffed up right now so just keep that in mind while you're listening to the next two episodes because we're doing them back to back um so by the time we you hear like our next episode in april i guess yeah we will get more structured with this as we go on but yeah, um, let's go ahead and get into uh, season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So I find it funny that when we started season one, we were like, oh God, this is taking forever. It took us like a month to get through. Mm-hmm. And then we started season two fearing it was the same thing because it was like 54 episodes. So we're like, oh God, another, another month long watching Power Rangers. And then we got through it in three days. Yeah, like I was expecting like this, you know, the same is just that like... Yeah, the first episode, not first episode, first season just took us so long. Like, we kept delaying watching it by watching other stuff like BuzzFeed Unsolved, King of the Hill. Like, what was the other thing we watched in the middle of that? Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. Well, I'll, I'm always down for watching Futurama. It doesn't matter you know, what we're trying to, what else we're trying to watch at the same time. But, yeah, no, this season was actually weirdly enjoyable. Like, it got better. Funny that. Yeah, funny that. It's like they ironed, I mean... I say that they really more or less ironed out their details by in space, but they've really, like, ironed and made something watchable as opposed to just, let's throw this together, oh shit, it's popular, let's beat the cash cow out of it. Yeah, I know, they actually started forming story and character. But yeah, let's actually get into why we enjoyed this season, or at least what made this season work. So let's start with the plot. The plot of it is basically Lord Zack commits a hostile takeover of Rita's operation, causing the rangers to get new zords and powers and in the case of tommy new powers uh lord zed and rita later get married and actually had to plot to do shit aka raise the stakes and i was today years old finally figuring out why they're called zords yeah so uh well it's less today years old more of like two day two days ago today years old when we were doing our podcast notes and like it's sword on shit yeah like (laughs) she's he's literally sitting there on the couch right you know writing these out and just goes Oh, that's why they're called Zords. I was like, granted, I didn't quite think of that either, but it was really funny, especially because you've been watching this shit way longer than I have. Since I was like a little kid. Yeah, and I have been watching Power Rangers for about two months. Yeah. So 
not two months from when, like, two months of, like, when this is supposed to be coming out, kayfabe, but, like, two months ago from where we are currently recording this. But, yeah, holy shit, Zed is terrifying looking. Yeah, like, he's, if you haven't seen Lord Zed, he is nightmare fuel. He's basically a muscular structure with, like, a metal skeleton over him. And his brain's exposed. Yeah, and also the weird tubes he has going all over him for, like, the fluid and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, oh, it looks so gross. It's like some sort of, like, body horror shit you'd expect from, like, a Japanese horror, like, Sentai or something like that. But no, this was an American creation made for kids. Yeah, it it scared me as a kid. I I don't blame you. I would have been scared shitless as well. Um, but... Yeah, this was also such a weird season. Well, while it did work when we were watching it, it was also so weird because you do have that drastic shift in the middle of the season. Well, I wouldn't say drastic shift. Like, it very much is, like, business as usual. But then, like, all of a sudden, you just have three Power Rangers that have gone to a peace conference. And before that, you you barely see them except in stock footage. Yeah, or really bad ADR. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, do we want to go into that now with, with the funniest ADR or later? Uh... Let's just, well, we're almost there. Just got to like, well, we're still going over this the season. Yeah. But yeah, just because of that, you know, drastic shift because they were not, I wouldn't say holding out for money. They just left because like. Saban sucked. Saban sucked. So you do have new characters that come in, but also like even before that, you have more characterization for the current characters that you have, which, wow. Holy shit. Yeah. And then, like, it does feel like there was actual, like, stakes in this season instead of just, like, 500 filler episodes and maybe, like, six actually plot-adjacent ones. Like, there's callbacks to season one in this, like, season. It's wild. It's it's very wild. It's It's like there's an actual story to it as much as it's a thin story instead of it's saved by the bell with monsters there's still a little bit of that but like there's actually like like they have multiple part stories and like middle of all those filler episodes and like actually makes it like fun and enjoyable but you want to talk about the characters so let's just get into that yeah um let's talk about the three that get shipped up into the peace conference uh zach trini and jason yeah so they actually kind of they had way more to them this season than just being stereotypes of like you know, Asian or leader or black. Um, Like Trini especially, like she didn't get a whole ton of character development, but like, you know, this season, like you actually get to see her be competent and like you actually get to kind of get an understanding of like, oh wait, she is the second smartest behind Billy. Yeah. And like... She isn't just Billy translator. Yeah. So she like, I think, what was the one episode? She actually helped them like help Billy like construct something to help like save... Was it Tommy or? I think it was, I want to say it was the mutiny episodes arcs that we said, like, because it was very early on. I remember that. Like, but it it had to do with, it had to do with constructing to transform into the Thunderzords. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was the Thunderzords. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, We'll we'll talk about the Thunderzords in a second. Um, And by a second, probably a little bit later in the podcast. But and we'll also like hoping like and when we got start talking about season three, we'll probably be less of like, oh, uh, what episode was that again? I'm gonna start taking serious notes. Yeah, I got my sweet little notebook with Rita on it. Yeah, with Rita on it. Um, when we get show notes out, I'll, I'll make sure to link to that. Yeah, so Trini actually just gets to be like her own person, and also they really cut back on Billy having all the SAT words. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then, like, Jason also, like, that when we're talking about callbacks, Jason feels 
bad about what happened to Tommy in the previous season because so much of the early season deals with like Tommy's powers like the what little power he was given at the end of season one they're degrading and like he feels bad about not being able to like save the green candle yes from, i think it was green no more yeah and so like the candles thing actually comes back and mm-hmm. that's like again surprising that something from season one gets referenced and like so like a lot of like jason's guilt over that plays up in that episode and it was like wow it's like you paid attention to your plot or something Holy shit. yeah um so yeah that was really interesting to kind of see him have like this guilt complex over causing his friend to lose his powers and even if it wasn't really his fault like he still feels like he he could have done something more yeah and they played more with it with having the rangers having to maybe lose their powers i think that was also the last episode we saw them in non-stock footage too right but yeah also it was really weird like when the weirdest thing about this season was that tommy gets named like ranger leader when he gets his like powers back and becomes the white ranger and like given previous episodes where they've played up the jealousy trope sometimes i'm surprised there was not a whole thing about like jason being jealous i think had austin st john already left by that point he was about to leave okay i mean i'm sure he had a shit fit in the writer's room but i'm just speculating there um considering he and jdf hate each other right but yeah like it's like it's weird that like tommy gets named new leader in the middle of the season because he gets new powers and nobody says anything let alone jason who is the leader up until that point it's like and now this is your new leader tommy uh, uh. Speaking of Tommy, you want to go ahead and talk about him? Yeah. Um, well, as we mentioned, now he's the leader. Uh, he went from the Green Ranger, and then they had that entire arc of the White Ranger. And I remember that as a kid, actually piecing together he was the White Ranger, despite the red herrings, which we'll probably talk about briefly. Right. Um, the red herrings that were being thrown out of who could possibly be the White Ranger, or even... Because they, they did commercials of everything of like, oh, there's going to be a new Ranger. And they, they did a good lead up because it's like Zed had plans to kidnap Tommy. Tommy, and so when you see Tommy, like, by the lake, he gets teleported somewhere. But as a kid, I was able to piece together, oh, it's probably going to be Tommy. And I was so happy that it was Tommy, you know? Right. I mean, that's a great payoff, especially because Tommy feeling all – he's feeling all emo about the fact that he's losing his powers um, throughout the season. And then he gets them back, and he actually has, like, fancy new powers and a fancy new zord and a talking sword. Yeah. Hey, what did you admit to me the other day about Saba? I love the shit out of Saba. <laughs> no, I love... I, I admit, the weird little hand puppet, like, sword is actually pretty cute. But yeah, like, Tommy also gets more of a character this season besides just being karate. karate. Like, you got to see him be, like, a very, like, responsible leader and, like... A very caring boyfriend. Like, holy shit, he's... Like, we actually were like, man, what's with this Tom and Kim stuff? And then when they actually showed them, like, going on dates and everything, it's it's really sweet. And we're like, oh, this is actually a sweet pairing. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, that's really adorable. What the hell is happening to me? I, it's like, I, I was a little worried that this season was beginning. You were starting to Stockholm Syndrome me in this season. I've really got to start turning off my, like, buzzing. Yeah, sorry for that skip, guys. We had a, our roommate leave the house, so we're just going to 
kind of pick up from where we left off. Um, so yeah, I was before like we got into this season or when we were in the middle of the season, I thought I was being Stockholmed from like <laughs> Power Rangers because like I hated the first season so much, but then it's just like you were enjoying it as well. Yeah. So yeah, especially Tommy just being he's really sweet, you guys. Yeah. He has long, luxurious hair. Right? His JDS hair back then was really nice. I wonder what kind of conditioner he used. Yeah, like, holy shit. Also, it's really... So, the, the whole thing about, like, when they made the evil Green Ranger, um, like, clone. Yeah. That entire episode was so weird. Partially because, like, you have the... E- like, I'm, I will get into the historical rant of that episode later. But, like, you have the evil Green Ranger, which was basically JDF doing his best Scott Hall impression down to the fucking toothpick in his mouth. And I'm just like, now that we know that he's like trying to be a wrestler and that he actually does really enjoy wrestling and believes that like Finn Balor and did he say Ember Moon would be a good Ranger too? I think so. Yeah. Like he picked a good Ranger team. Yeah, so now that he's had like uh, got opinions about which wrestlers would be which would good, be good Power Rangers, it's like it makes sense knowing. Oh, you're a wrestling mark, so of course you're here trying to do like your best like Razor Ramon Scott Hall impression. <laughs> yes. Also, that episode is that where it ends up with his clone just going and staying in the past. Staying in the past, it's like did he do the nasty and the pasty? <laughs> is he lacking a Delta brainwave because of it? Yes. <laughs> I mean. We, we, as course goes on, like, Tommy, Tommy, I do believe, has, like, attention deficit disorder mm-hmm. or attention deficit hyperactive disorder, as it's now called, mm-hmm. because he does have the moments where he's, like, spacing and everything, and he's, and, and as you later progress, he's into multiple things, you know, he's, he is hyperactive and all that, but... He's not dumb like Fry. Yeah, but, but still, it's, it's, it's easy to imagine, like... That, I, that's just my own headcanon is that he's the smarter version of Fry because his clone went back into the past and he, is like he's somehow a direct descendant of himself. Yes. Um, I did do the nasty and the pasty. Yes, and that past nastification is what brought you to not having a Delta brainwave. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had like that entire, like still Tommy ended up getting most of the character arc, much like season one, because like you have the whole arc about him losing his powers and then gaining his powers back. Um, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyable this season once you get beyond him just being like Karate Master, Teenage Karate Master. Ah. But, um, yeah, I guess moving on to, and we've already mentioned Kimberly, okay. so let's go on to her. Um, there's, there's a little bit new to her. Uh, she's more than just girl. Uh, one of the things that came to k- kind of come up with the season was the fact she was more, like, caring. Uh, but she, she got to be more smart and sassy instead of, like, I don't know, guys. Like, I'll just really mess up my hair. But, yeah, she got to be, like, more fun and, like, or just funny. Um, like... I think one of the biggest, like, it happens in, like, the last episode of the season but with the one, like, with Evil Billy. Yes. And, like, she manages to outsmart him. And it was really funny when she did. Hey, guys, what's this? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's the fake one. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so Kimberly is still actually, at this point, one of the most solid characters in Power Rangers. And, like, I... They did make improvements, but she's still very much the character that she was in the previous season. But, like, more well-rounded. Yeah, more well-rounded than just, like, I'm girl. Yeah. Um, and now we get to Jay's favorite character. Nut. Billy. <laughs> Nut. Nut. 
Uh, yeah, that's the, I got Jay the nut button for Christmas for this exact reason. And a lot of that is because <laughs> Billy actually gets to wear, like, sleeveless shirts this season. Yeah, oh my god, we got to see how jacked Billy is. Especially, like, you in the episode were, like, I don't know if it was, was it Evil Billy, like, working out? That yeah. you were just, like... I just kept pressing the nut button. Yeah, it's like I was like I looked over at the couch while we were watching and like just go ahead and hit it and then just nut. Nut. <laughs> and um but yeah, also like he halfway through the season, I guess while they were filming the movie, movie he, he just ditched the glasses and it, I I forget the story of what what went on behind it. I do know it was messing with David's like vision mm-hmm. and he really wanted to ditch the glasses so because We'll get in this with the movie, but essentially the movie was made by people who did not know what the fuck Power Rangers were. Mm-hmm. So he basically just used it as an excuse to not wear glasses. And then when he went back from filming, he basically was like, oh, um, Billy fixed his, his sight or some bullshit like that. He just kind of came up with some bullshit of why to the uh, costume department, why he no longer should wear glasses. Right. Yeah, so he's not, he's gets to wear, like, more sleeveless attire. He don't, they aren't trying to, like, hide how jacked he is anymore. He's ditched the glasses. And no more SAT words. Yeah, he speaks, like, he still speaks pretty smart, but he's, like, normal, what smart people normally talk like. Right. Also, like, he's more confident. Like, there's not as many, like, self-confidence episodes yeah. this season. And they were all kind of shunted onto Adam, who we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah, it's like, those episodes from the last season stuck with him apparently because he's he is more confident in who he is and everything uh and and still ladies man he only has two girlfriends in this season and one is actually a slightly reoccurring character oh yeah the um oh god what was the, her name laura i think yeah she was the, the... she was the girl scout yeah I, well i think he had those there was kind of three there because he had the girl scout there was a violet and then there was the weird israeli girl. peace conference person peace, yeah who she had like three lines but like billy was into her but then like you know they all get kidnapped because like nobody actually listened to him like say get back to the youth center but you know whatever yeah um but yeah i was like is everyone in your country as beautiful as you know like damn billy's suave now yeah those confidence episodes those 600 confidence episodes really paid off um, so, I mean, I guess we mentioned Adam, so let's get into the new characters. All right. So, first we have Rocky, who we decided is a serial killer because of his actor's delivery. Steve's delivery was oftentimes, like, flat and terrible and terrifying. So, we just decided, this is a serial killer. And then there was that episode where they were kids, and we saw, like, that weird rat tail shaved side <laughs> mullet. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a serial killer. Oh, God. Of course, I just, all I can think of is, like... Like, if you don't behave, I'm going to cut off your rat tail and then comb your hair out with the rat tail comb. <laughs> Shout out to Uh by Trixie Mattel and Katya Zamolochikova. Um, yes, I watch Drag Race. Uh, but Gee, as, as many times as we say Skull is a drag queen. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, Rocky just doesn't have a lot there. Like, he kind of just feels like he was just, oh, you're third person and we're missing a Red Ranger. So you're you're Red Ranger, even though, like, you're not leader anymore. That's clearly Tommy. So, I mean, it's, yeah. And he also, 
has no fashion sense, that denim outfit. Yeah, he he became our new Jason this season. We just kept ducking on him. Yeah, especially that denim affair that they were wearing in the wedding episode. It was like denim on denim, but then like a red, like, did he have, I don't know if it was like a red sweater tied around his shoulders. I think it was a red sweater tied around his shoulders. Who in the costume department is doing this, by the way? Was this a 90s thing I'm just not aware of, was tying a sweater around your shoulders? Like, that's not just, like, you know, waspy men or, like, like upper-middle-class gay men. Like, that, that's, it, it's been a multiple reoccurring thing on this season. So, not season, but show, and it's, okay. Um, but, yeah, like, his big characterization episodes was, I really think it was basically Rocky just wants to have fun. Right, which is just evil pachinko machine makes Rocky shirk his responsibilities and... Um, he just wants to have fun, and that's where the famous uh, gif, yep, we say gif, yeah. fight us, um, where he, there's the Red Ranger running around with balloons. That's where it comes from, is Rocky just wants to have fun. Yeah, it was like in the middle of like the fight, he's like climbing on like the monkey bars or something like that. But yeah, that's like the only season where you actually get a Rocky-centric episode, which is so weird considering like, you know, you figure if he's one of the new Rangers, you're going to want to have like a couple of episodes to get the, let the audience get to know him. And that's literally it is just like he's just the new karate guy. Yeah. And you just have an episode where like, you know, the evilness of Rita or Zed, I think it was. I think it was both Reed and Zed at that point, but don't quote me on that. It just is that he wants to have fun and shirk his responsibilities. It was just that it was early on in the... Okay. Um, But yeah, there's a note here that's specifically you, so you just want to say it? I I did note that um, my friend Seamus Kelly, um, who you know from like Den of Geeks and a bunch of other podcasts, uh, he did a ranking of the Red Rangers, and I didn't know he he ranked Rocky like in a decent area, but I'm like, this is why Seamus like ranked you so low because <laughs> you were basically useless as a red ranger and kind of just there as a character yeah so i guess we'll move on from rocky there's not a whole lot there he's like a uh, god i had a good metaphor there and then i lost it because it's like no he's not a he's not the monet from fucking um clueless mm-hmm. like it looks pretty from far away but you get real close it's a mess um, and I probably even got that wrong, but you know, transitioning from Clueless, let's talk about Aisha. Yeah. Um, she was girl. She wasn't like tomboy. They didn't do the tomboy girl thing with Kimberly. No, she was girl, but a different flavor of girl. Yeah. Like her and Kimberly basically became best friends as soon as like they met, which, but was really cool. Like she was also like the first black woman, um, Power Ranger. And like, considering the fact that so far the only representation we had of black women on the show was Angela. She's which, a step up. Yeah. She's a real step up. And, um, they didn't just make her character black stereotype, like token black person, which is what we were trying to go over with Zach in the last episode is, like, Zach was kind of token black guy instead of, you know, black. Whereas, like, Aisha is, she just happens to be black and a girl and she really likes things. And and you have her be confident without having it, like, shift into, like, angry black woman stereotype. Yeah, she's not an angry black woman. Which was surprising for, like, 1995. I, keep, I think yeah. I keep saying everything's 95, but I just assume, like, until we're done with Mighty Morphin, it's all 1995. Um, 
But yeah, also like I noticed like in the middle of the season, um, she sort of changed like, well, middle of the season for her because like she shows up in the middle of the season then like halfway point for her in that season, her hair changes. And like, that's one of those things I would like actually like to legitimately ask Karen Ashley at some point. It was just like, was that, did you just, did you ask to do that? Or did you just do that as like an employment power move? Like I, I'm here permanently. So, cause basically she went from like flat ironing, straightening her hair to a more natural hairstyle with the braids. Yeah, and I I actually like that look more on her. Um, not not for like any you know reason of just like oh well you're you're more empowered now. It's like no, it, I think the hairstyle just fit her better. Fit her. It, it it does. It's like the braids fit Aisha better than the flat ironed hair. Yeah, it's also like noting here is like she is the smartest of like the Stone Canyon ninjas. Like she knows about like radio waves from like DJ work and like oftentimes like she's seen as kind of being like the smartest of the three of them because like Rocky doesn't do a whole lot and Adam is kind of a mess. Yeah, Adam's a mess. Yeah. Um, Adam and we noted that Adam and Rocky would probably fall apart without her. Yeah. And so like definitely at this point she definitely had the most potential to be developed as a character even further. What about Rocky? Eh, fuck him. Um, and now we're at the Adam, which... <laughs> oh, Jules has such a crush on Adam, but I don't blame him because, like, Johnny Young Bosch is very cute. And, like, especially, like, back then, he was super cute. So, yeah, like... kind of had that cute twink look to yeah, him. Yeah, so, like, I will I will agree with the... <laughs> so, because, um, yeah, it's like, I, I, I think if I was allowed to watch Power Rangers as a kid, I probably would have had a little bit of a crush on, uh, on Adam. But, yeah, like, I guess because you see Adam, and, he, like, he's a very sweet kid, but, like, he tends to be the new Billy in terms of confidence because there are two whole episodes this season about, like, how he does not have, have you know, the strength of confidence and like needs to like be told he to believe in himself yeah and it's like okay well this is an improvement from last season where we had five million of these episodes some of them involved all the rangers yep but you know they're confident now aisha is clearly confident like uh rocky i think he's just one of those who has confidence of dumbness you know <laughs> kind of like a homer simpson type you know rocky's rocky's special and dumb so yeah oh god i can just only think of like the good place of just like i took the form of the third a middle-aged white man for a reason i can only fail up <laughs> That's Rocky. Yep. Uh, Rocky I mean, is Jason Mendoza. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's an insult to Jason Mendoza, because at least Jason has a character. <laughs> Rocky does not. Even if Jason's character is extremely sweet and dumbass man from Jacksonville, Florida. Bortles! <laughs> okay. We're, um, getting, we're getting off track. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, yeah, as we... He likes to be tied up, I think, because there is a lot of episodes where he gets tied up, and I kept hitting the nut button for it. Yeah, the nut button happened a lot, and, like, we, we will not make it, like, a huge... Like, this is, will not be a morning radio show where we just hit the nut button every, like, 90 seconds. But, like, yeah, especially starting with this season, this is going to be a little bit of a reoccurring feature, especially with, like, Jay over here being, like... A thirsty hoe. Yes. And, like, you, you do have a note here that says disaster bomb three question, question marks, marks. <laughs> uh yeah I, I would definitely agree with that uh, um, i mean like his chemistry as much as we dunk on rocky his chemistry with rocky is kind of you know nice and 
they're they're a decently popular slash pairing. I mean, I ship it. Right. Um, but like we we clearly know Adam is also attracted to women, so it's like, but he's also a bit of a disaster. Like he constantly gets captured and tied up and shit like that. Yeah, this is also, like, the first season you really have a character who's a little bit more introverted and quiet. Uh, I mean, I know it's only the second of, like, two seasons so far, but, like, you know, the Rangers in the past season were all kind of outgoing. Even Billy. Even Billy, because they're all, like, community leaders and stuff like that, like, teen community leaders, rather. But, like, you know, they're all pretty outgoing, and they're not really afraid to, like, talk to people, where, like, Adam's kind of more quiet and shy, which I like having that contrast, like, especially, like, you know, you sometimes in groups of friends, you do have the one introvert. Yeah. Or, in the case of our friends, five million introverts to one, like, extrovert. (laughs) Um, But, and we also mentioned this, Johnny Young Bosch is so cute. He's so cute. He's still cute. Yeah, like... Holy shit, you are a dish. Yeah, like, it's, we have that in all caps. Yes. JYB is a dish. Um, and I guess you said that he develops more next season? He develops more in the coming seasons. And uh, we like to note this because we, we noticed the acting was a bit rough. And then Trigon happened, like, sometime after Turbo. We ended up watching the first dub episode. And we're like, holy shit. Yeah, like, even for, like, 2000, like, okay, so let's say this is, like, 95, 96 that he's on Power Rangers. And then, like, 2000, like, they probably would have started dubbing for Trigon in like 2000 yeah it it was right after turbo like he kind of took a year off and then yeah and like his acting improved so much between that and that's like about only about half a decade period and yeah i guess being you know acting on power rangers for a really long time helps and it's just like yeah going from like that first season where he's a little wooden to like you know trigun where like he's that Vash the Stampede. He's Vash the Stampede. And, like, a lot of the reason that a lot of us, like, aged weebs uh, who watched Trigun on, like, fucking Adult Swim when we were younger, or maybe even worse, on DVD. Yeah! (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, like, we... We all know Johnny Young Bosch from, like, his performance of Bash. So, like, just watching that, like, growth or listening to that growth, as it were, was pretty awesome. Um, Moving on, we got, uh, we're now up to Bulk and Skull. Yeah, which we were surprised. It kind of went from fat guy to parrot to uh, a Greek chorus. Yeah, they actually kind of, I mean, they're still very much Bulk and Skull. Like, that has not changed that much, but they kind of have a little bit more, like, character arc this season besides just like um being obnoxious bullies who just are always there in every episode for comic relief like this season they actually get to you know have this whole thing of like we want to find out who the power rangers are and go through like detective work and actually figure it out at one point yeah Um, when a ranger isn't a ranger yeah and like and and they got their goal and it was so interesting because it's it's they found out and it was the episode where the rangers get amnesia Mm mm-hmm and they just, they stand there seeing all of this and they could easily just like have taken photos or record, like were they recording it at all? Or no, like, but they could have done that. Yeah, they could have like gone and told everybody. It's like, oh, these five, like these six dweebs that we go to school with have amnesia, but they're totally the Power Rangers, you guys. But they see this and they're just like, 
We got to save them. Yeah, we got to save them. And they do. They end up forgetting that they knew who the Power Rangers were right after just due to the effects of the monster. But, like, because of Bulk and Skull, like, deciding to do the right thing, like, the Power Rangers are saved. And it's just like, what? Yeah. um, And then, like, you also, like, they kind of actually, like... Grow into good people. Yeah. Like, the the episode Uh, with... The ninja counter. Yeah. Which... I will agree with you. That entire sequence is fucking stupid. I forget how long this sequence is, but it's an infamous sequence. It's basically that chase scene where they chase the baby down the hill. It's so stupid, but Bulk and Skull, like, go, instead of doing their usual shit of, like, oh, whatever, it's not our problem, fuck that. They're like, oh, there's a baby. We need to save that baby. And then later in the in the episode arc, they... um find the baby in the car and they're like oh we got to take care of this baby because his dad's been kidnapped yeah and so like their entire thing in that episode as much as like commie shtick it was about not knowing how to put on a diaper like they you know look after this baby and the baby doesn't die they 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 are decent caretakers at least yeah um we actually like bulk and skull now it's weird um we really didn't in the first season we're like oh god why are these characters here this is really annoying and slightly fat phobic and like it's still there's not been a like a whole lot of progress in them like they haven't gone to being like fully blown realized characters in the second season but like you know they actually get to have like a decent story arc of like they're trying to discover who the rangers are and then like you know i guess they're motivated through all of this to be better people like bulk and skull of season one would have not stopped and like protected a baby yeah they would have just been like fuck it yeah taking care of babies is dweeb work yeah um and also they are definitely married in this season yeah it's stuff as it goes on it's like i ship it i'm like they're fucking married to each other like they like feed each other yeah like i think you actually get a more sense of like whether you view it as them just being like very close friends yeah they're just they you know you get to see more of their relationship as well versus just being like like obnoxiously loud fat guy and his also obnoxiously loud parrot character like you actually get to see them be friends with each other even if it is kind of like they're just idiots together just galloping along doing idiot things yeah but you know they got close to figuring out who the rangers were a couple of times that like you know the rangers are just basically kind of just like diverting them in different ways yeah um and they actually use you know some real detective work too yeah which is impressive um, I like to talk about the episode where they basically tried to lure the Power Rangers with the damsel in distress. Yeah. And how I I didn't, you know, if, if you find it offensive, that's all right. But I personally did not find offensive just because of how Skull went all the way to dress up. He wasn't just a man in, in, in drag. Ha ha, laugh at him. He, he like had a waist trainer on. He tried his best with his makeup. He had a he, wig. He had a wig. Like he was... Also, that dress was, like, not, like, it may have been a little bit cheap, but, like, he, like, didn't, like, got one that actually fit him. Yeah. And, like, yeah, no, it was, like. It was really nice to just kind of see, like, it was just one of their dumb ideas to try to lure the Power Rangers is have Bulk be a monster and Skull be a damsel in distress. Yeah. Instead of, like, ha, and it is kind of meant to be haha, man and drag, but at the same time, like, they put all that effort, like the costume department and makeup department, 
and and you know jason himself mm-hmm. put all that effort into just making it more than just haha man in a dress right so i mean moving on from one piece of camp to another uh we go have lord zed and rita um, which, yeah, that entire arc was a little bit, like, ridiculous. I mean, we talked about how Zed is, like, absolute nightmare fuel. But, like, he also was... Cunning plans. Yeah. He, he didn't just go, oh, they're, you know... Like, Rita would do basically something around the Save by the Bell thing, though. Zed was like, huh, how can I mess this up for them and, and get them? Right. And then, like, somehow, like, when you combine um, Zed and Rita together after they get married... They, they became more cunning. Like, they actually almost got the Rangers several times at the end of the season. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, like, them married was a little bit, like... Creepy? A little creepy. But also, I, I, I just loved Rita's plan of just, like, I'm gonna make myself hotter and then, like, give him a love potion so he'll, like, fall in love with me and, like, therefore I get back in, like, a position of power. But they still argue, like... A married couple. A married couple. Um, but also just, I don't know, it was weirdly, it was strange and yet weirdly cute. Mm-hmm. But I, I just love Rita Repulsa. I talked about this in the last episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Rita, especially just like they leaned into like, I missed, well, first of all, for the first half of the season, she's gone. I absolutely missed her. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you actually get to see her all over again and then just get into these, like, high camp ridiculous plans with um, with Lord Zed. And it's, like, it's fun. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I, I, I really got no other reason for liking Rita besides that she's just ridiculously high camp and just continues to be so. Um, Zed's really terrible at monster names. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of them that we noted. Uh, Invenusable Flytrap. Oh, God. It's like... That's not just bad pun for, like, being a good pun that I hate. No, it's just a terrible pun. It, like, so it's supposed to be invincible, but invenusable? Because it was a Venus flytrap. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, nah. Robo Goat, which we fucking hated. Oh, God, Robo Goat. And then he didn't even bother to name this monster. He's just like, Stag Beetle. There's a couple of monsters that they didn't really have names. They were just... Like, I remember, like, this previous season, Rita named all the monsters. Yeah. Or rather, I think it was Finster who named all the monsters. But they all the monsters had names. And at some point, they, like, the writer staff, I think they just gave up. Yeah. Um, Stag Beetle. Stag Beetle. Or just nameless, weird monster of the week. week. And, God... Robo, I, I'm still mad about the name Robo Goat. We we kept we made uh, there was like a barbecue joke I think in the episode and we're like yeah Robo Goat would probably be good barbecue. Yeah, there were a lot of really bad like goat puns in that episode. I think about one about barbecue, one about goat cheese. Yeah. Um, Goldar, we just want to note that he's just fucking useless. Yeah. I mean, he was terrifying when I was a kid, but watching him now, useless motherfucker. He, yeah. He got well. You want to say what happened to him? Well, no, no, you go on. Um, he got beaten up by Demorph and Depowered Tommy. Yeah, and I just also want to note the Goldar hate will just continue to grow as like as this podcast goes on. Uh, you will find out in when we t- do the movie episode. Like it'll be next month. Um, next month quotation. Yeah, we're we're doing this back to back. But um, yeah, Goldar is absolutely fucking useless. We hate him. We, we fucking hate him. Um, we want to touch just quickly on. Richie, who was the, like, Trini's crush that may have gotten somewhere, and Curtis, who was Zack's cousin, and they show up. They're they're a little bit of red herrings for um, the White Ranger, but, and they seem like they had more planned, but they got kind of faded out, like, almost completely written out by the time, like, Trini and Zack, because Twee and um, Walter left the show. I mean, 
I know you mentioned before that the original plan was just to like rotate out rangers like every year. Do you think they yeah. may, might have been potentially setting them up to be like rangers themselves or just other side characters on the show? I think they were going to be other side characters because by the time we had um, Aisha, Rocky, and Adam, like they were pretty pivotal, mm-hmm. like, but they were just still kind of there as characters of the show. Right. But yeah, um, I think David talked about this in the interview was that Saban really wanted to do what they do now, which is just, and it's like what the Sentai does is have a cast Mm -hmm. in that season and then do a new cast with new powers. Right. But unfortunately, it was like, it was just so popular, they couldn't get rid of these characters. Right. No, it makes sense. Excuse me. But yeah, so that's all we have for characters. So let's kind of get into other things from the season. Um, before we get into my favorite Zord, um, so if you've noticed our podcast episode title this episode, I feel like we should at least explain the joke for people that don't watch Futurama. Thunder Cougar Falconbird. Thunder Cougar Falconbird. It's because as soon as the, the Thunder Zords come into play and they have to do that entire mouthful of a goddamn like roll call, especially because it was Tre- uh, Trini's, um, what was it like? Sabertooth, Tiger, Griffin, Thunderzord power. Yeah, and all I could think of is the was the episode of Futurama where they go car shopping, and um, the the car salesman is trying to sell for a car called uh, the Thunder Cougar Falconbird, and he says it specifically Thunder Cougar Falconbird. Like he just, well, they're all kind of mushed together in his mouth. You don't want anyone to question your sexuality, Adam. <laughs> I, I do. I just don't know how to make them stop. <laughs> we made. We did make a lot of Futurama uh, jokes. The fortune teller episode, when she announced her price, I went, oh, you're a dollar naughtier than most fortune tellers, and Ashley could not stop laughing. I had to pause the episode because I could not stop laughing. I think, was this the previous season with Swampy, or like... No, no, it was this season. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Madam Swampy, and uh, I went, so how about them Knicks? And that, that continued her laughter. I just took that entire bender bit oh my god you're totter mall you're the most fortune teller shit <laughs> um but yeah like i guess talking about the zords i found a zord this season that i just completely loved and it's tor the shuttle zord we stand toward the shuttle zord i don't know i just i don't know why i love tor so much like, i think it's implied that he was like a turtle that got too close to like a crystal and turned into a giant robot and like i just don't know if that was just like they just needed the background footage from the fucking sentai but i was just like i see this cute t- this giant cute turtle zord and i'm just like i love you i love this i love this zord that apparently is like if it gets knocked on its back it's just like and um, also, the finisher that he does is basically squishing the monsters to explode. <laughs> respect. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The, like, you also mentioned, like, going back to Adam for a second, because we keep making, like, jokes, jokes about, about Adam's sexuality. Yeah. It's literally the note just says, the disaster by who be- loves being tied up. We, we kind of discussed that with Adam, though. Yeah, we did. But he is the disaster by that loves being tied up, and I might write fanfic about it. Yeah, you do, you do, you, honey. And then, um, you know, of course, Bulk and Skull are married, probably in an S and M relationship. Didn't we decide that Bulk's the dom? He's the top. Bulk's the top dom. Yep, makes sense. And like Skull, like it's easy to imagine him getting more into drag. Like we had the whole joke and head canon in the last episode about him becoming a drag queen, and so like this season is like the 
you know, he gets more into get doing drag and like I don't know, a waist trainer for shit's sakes. Yeah, I, I, if I remember right, that like this is probably like around the time that at least like RuPaul would probably be getting on the TV more. Mm-hmm. So it's imagine it's easy to imagine that like Skull probably like sees him on TV and it's just like. I want to do that. Or maybe just, like, plays around with it with, like, local... I don't know what Angel Grove's gay bar scene is like. We just know that Skull and Jason probably hooked up at, like, an underage teen gay club. And he probably... His first drag name was probably some, like, really generic, like... Like, uh, Michelle Porter was what we came up with? Yeah, I think um, it's... Those are often... At least I know on Awe are referred to as, like, uh, witness protection names. And that they're just really generic women's names that like nobody can doesn't nobody pays attention to. Um, but yeah, um, Billy fixing his eyes. We it, it's kind of like we think it might be the morphing grid, like basically not curing his disability, but making it like enhancing his vision. Yeah, and it's easy to like hand wave that stuff, especially when you just have like an almighty uh, power source that just gives them powers and gives them enhanced abilities. Like that actually comes up on Steven Universe is like um, Steven's healing spit at one point like cures Connie's like vision impairment. So like you know at that point forward she doesn't wear glasses on the show anymore because she can see fine. So like why can't why is it like unbelievable that like you know the morphing grid would like make like Billy's eyes better? And it, it kind of goes into what a lot of people speculate with the morphing grid, with it like um, rejuvenating you, and mm-hmm. you know that's why Rangers are able to take hits that they are, and you know it's not just the suits that they wear. Right. It's also the fact that they have like Wolverine healing factor when they're tapped into the morphing grid. Yeah, like that makes sense. Um. Okay, so the last bit we wanted to touch on. So was there's there's multiple time travel episodes time, in this season. Time Force would have rust their asses. I I wouldn't know about that yet because we have not gotten to Time Force. I've only seen a little bit of what you've seen of the original. Of you've been watching the original Sentai, mm-hmm. but like I, I consider myself a little bit of a history buff, not like a massive one. Like I'm not gonna be like my dad and go get a, like a degree in military history. Yes, that is what my dad has his masters in. I come from a family of dorks. Um. <laughs> But yeah, basically, um, so the first like time travel episode is the one about like, you know, the evil Billy clone and they get sent back, they get shuttled back into like 1790 or something like that. It was the evil Tommy clone. Yeah, the evil Tommy clone. Yeah, you said Billy. Sorry, I thought I said Tommy. But yeah, so the evil Tommy clone, there's multiple evil clone episodes in this season, by the way. Like this is apparently just a thing that Saban and the writing team likes to do, I guess. But yeah, so the evil Tommy clone, like during that episode, there's this whole subplot about where the other rangers get like shunted off into like Angel Grove in like 1790. Which is really weird because like that's where the whole term of they were British colonized because it was a British colony. Right. But it's like, first of all, this would have been 1790 would have been after the the Revolutionary War ended. Mm -hmm. So like there's not really be any British colonies in the States anymore. Especially, um, I don't think California was settled by, you know, white people until much later. So, like, okay, so you have this small... Okay, so just, okay, if it is a British colony in 1790... It's also, like, why is everyone there white? Like, at this point, California would have been settled by, like, Spanish missionaries. Yeah. Like, 
the people yelling at the Power Rangers that they're witches should be Spanish missionaries. That would make more sense. Not everyone here is white, but also dressed like somewhat colonial, but also somewhat prairie-like. And also Bulk and Skull's like ancestors are there. And like Skull's is like the head of like the like the red coats. It's like, again, Brits have left United States at this point. Being, There'd be no red coats. That being said, Jason enjoyed doing that British accent. He as clearly Skull. did. I think it was like it was like got to have him like stretch his actor muscles a little bit. And then like you also had Bulk's like ancestor who I don't remember his name, but he had an Irish accent and looked like Benjamin Franklin. It's like they came from smart people and then what happened? Yeah, what happened, man? Like what ha- we're along the way and that was probably actually in the Wild West episode, which I'm now going to touch on because oh my god. I do have a headcanon to explain away something, but go on. I will start and you can get into that. So basically like it was the uh, the Wild West Rangers episode, which first of all was just insane to begin with of like Kimberly gets shunted back in through a time was it a, a time hole? A time hole. They just called it time hole. Just- we just kept laughing at it because we're fine. Just thrust your fist into the time hole. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kimberly gets like thrown back to Angel Grove in like 1880, which at that point I, I can see Angel Grove being like a population, um, like basically he ha- being a, like a town in the Wild West, maybe like with prospecting nearby or, you know missionaries or whatever so i could see it like being populated in 1880 that's not the problem it's the fact that so kimberly gets sent back through time and she meets all of the rangers ancestors at like ernie's juice saloon yeah and then like prohibition hasn't come in yet that would that they would serve raw alcohol right but also like here's the fact about the wild west that not a lot of people realize because like the romanticized movies of this like 60 year time period in the United States. I think it was even less than that. Uh, always forget. The Wild West was settled by prostitutes. What? Like, oh my God. So many of these prospecting towns and Wild West towns ran on a an economy of whoring. Like women started these towns to like be the prostitutes for the miners. And by, I mean, miners as in, Gold miners, not miners as in children. Um, Oh my God. I'm just like, I know it's a Wild West episode aimed at kids, but I just like, that's all I can think about. There was an episode of King of the Hill about this. Yes. About like Arlen being formerly known as Harlot Town and founded by prostitutes. And I'm just like, oh my God. That's all I can think about is like. Ernie's Ernie's juice saloon should have been a, a, a whorehouse. But then we decided that Miss Alicia, which is Alicia uh, uh, Aisha's yeah. ancestor, uh, totally was a madame. Yeah, and like cause she was definitely dressed like well, no, she was. I would say she was dressed like one, but she was dressed very nice. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that yellow dress, by the way. Like that, oh, that, that was... looked beautiful on mm-hmm. her. And I do love that the Wild Rest Rangers had like the fringe and yes. the boots. It was so ridiculous. Like it's so silly but i loved it um but even if it was just making like my my history senses just like impl- fuck you implode um so yeah like but you just basically just agreed that like all of like the the ancestors like william and rocco and rocco abraham and which Ab- i will get into in a minute but like we, we just agreed they're 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 the whores or whores if you will whores whores <laughs> man whores Yep. Um, but yeah, like Jay did actually come up with a headcanon about why um, Abraham was there. Abraham was there. 
Because, um, basically, uh, you later find out Adam is, um, Korean. He's a Korean-American. In fact, his last name is Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, why is Abraham there? And why is his name Abraham? And he's clearly, you know, Asian. And mm-hmm. then I realized, like, I started looking it up, and I realized, uh, one thing, Koreans actually settled around the 1800s mm-hmm. in California. Late 1800s. Late 1800s. So, yeah, that's very probable. And, and he probably got stuck with Abraham because of some, like, nasty-ass an immigration officer just was like, I can't pronounce your Asian name, so you're Abraham. Mm. And then why he has the southern accent is just he lost his accent and just I mean, went with what the locals sounded like. Entirely plausible. Just, also, just that entire episode. Like, my favorite part was the ranger um, compound, like, with the little, like, straws. <laughs> we, we had to pause it and take a picture for Twitter. <laughs> so dumb and also just like too much pink energy too much pink energy oh but also i feel like if this was like if if kimberly really did go back in time and was the pink ranger in 1880 in Mm -hmm. angel grove you think zordon would have mentioned that at some point or is he just one of those types that's kind of like the doctor sometimes it's just like uh spoilers i can't really tell you that i've like met you before or like he would have just been like or maybe he's just been in that fishbowl so long that time is meaningless i think it's fishbowl so long that time is just meaningless you know what I'll, i'll buy it um but also just like also further that episode is further proof that tommy did do the nasty and the pasty because of the white stranger first of all the white stranger is the worst like vigilante nay i guess he's a vigilante or like an anti-bandit it's yeah and i guess some i don't i want to know what happened between bulkin skull's ancestors in 1790 to bulkin skull's ancestors in 1880 because like you know they were decent people community leaders and then like all of a sudden like give 90 years time and they've become outlaws bandits bandits. so like there's kind of just part of me that wants to have like a separate one-off episode of like they or they just do like bulk and skull do like that ancestry like dna thing dna thing and then just find out like oh yeah our ancestors were like bandits in like 1880s angel grove also they might have worked at a saloon or a whorehouse who knows but yeah the white stranger is just a terrible name to begin with and then, like... He was useless. He only said... Like, he, was, he was the tuxedo mask of that episode. My job here is done. You did nothing. Kimberly did most of the work in that episode. Yeah. Let's be real. Because Kimberly is a boss. Well, like, the only thing the white stranger did was um, basically saved Rocco and Abraham. Yeah, like, he didn't even, like... Like, he, like, I mean, he, like saved them twice in the episode. Because, yeah. like, the, the stagecoach robbery and all that. But, yeah, he doesn't do much. And then we see Kimberly's, like ancestor comes into town and they kind of share like a, a, a flirtatious glance if you will i'm like god i hope they never actually hooked up otherwise this is gonna be really weird in the, <laughs> in the future um so yeah that's my my slight historical oh, rant uh, also with the uh past i think it was the one where they were shipped up to like the 1700s it was like yeah. adam met a girl uh-huh. and it was the girl being accused of being a witch and then he was like man i'm i'm never gonna have a honey like that again even though they did nothing together, and then he meets her. Fi- he meets her ancestor five seconds later, just by crazy random happenstance. It's like, oh hi, and then she's never seen again. again. Rocky must have killed her. Uh, yeah, he's he's a weird serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh god, this is this is why we should never be allowed to write Power Rangers. <laughs> Rocky's a serial killer and also gay. It'd be like the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, so I mean, we're that's pretty much all we have to say about season two. So I guess what's the final verdict? Um, my final verdict is I really enjoyed it and it was pretty fun. It was different from like the slog that was season one. It was a lot more enjoyable. We really got into it and had a good time, not just for the hot dudes that I had crushes on when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Who, yes, I know they're high schoolers, but their actors are not. So I'm mainly crushing on their actors at this point and not like yeah. them as high schoolers. That's fucking creepy. Yeah, I got you. But it, it wasn't plot heavy, but it, it really didn't have to be plot heavy to be enjoyable. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I guess me similar is that like, yeah, Power Rangers is never going to be prestige television and not like I watch a lot of prestige television to begin with. But like it wasn't super plot heavy and I was actually kind of mad about how much I was enjoying it. Like I, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, I seriously thought I was finally being Stockholmed into liking Power Rangers. But no, the season was actually just, it was really just lighthearted fun. They cut back a lot of the fat from the first season of just like, you know, we need to make as much money as we can as quickly as we can as possible um so it just improved a lot and i think it like especially like it just made it more fun it wasn't as like especially in a binging situation like we got through it in three days compared to like the month it took us to get through season one and so yeah it's it was fun i enjoyed it yeah our final verdict it's all right it's all right yeah like go go watch it for fun it's not gonna be super plot heavy but if you just want to like kind of watch like something that's a little fun and lighthearted and silly like power ranger season two is pretty good all right uh, so uh what are we talking about in our next episode uh, it will be the movie not the new one it's mighty morphin power rangers the movie and it should be exciting even though uh we have watched it and ashley wants to fight goldar but we'll get into that we'll get into that but yeah as always uh thank you to david tyberg for assisting us with the equipment and uh thank you to super beetle for the name who by the way super beetle we love you and he did correct us that there are indeed mountains in southern california yes i am no geographist um but it still doesn't explain all the other of angel grove's weirdness tundra rock quarry but you know thank you to super beetle for calling us out and correcting us on that so love you bug um otherwise uh you can find us on rangers plane on twitter um just just at rangers plane uh we'll eventually have a wordpress we should probably have a wordpress by the time this episode's out which same same thing it's rangers plane yep um probably rangers plane.wordpress.com if that changes we will let you guys know um Uh, our podcast channel is on podcast.com yep uh should hopefully be up on itunes by the time this episode is out um like i said we're recording this shortly after the first episode has released so we are still waiting for our status but hopefully by then you're listening to us on itunes and this is a non-issue and um i can you can find me on twitter at at miss kitty f that's also my instagram handle if you're into that i only update every few days but whatever um i um twitter handle is also at jjackets um, and then that's also my Instagram, which I barely ever update. Don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, and that's it for this week. Uh, as always, we are Ranger Splain and may the power protect you. Go, go, power Ranger!